and we don't find our righteousness in how we school. Our righteousness is in Christ and in Christ alone. Nothing at all changes in who you are and how you are viewed by what you choose to do with your children and school. Welcome to the Complicated Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah May, and this is a show all about exploring messy heart topics and the strategies we can use to seek healing in the pain and restoration in the ruins. Happy Tuesday, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Complicated Heart Podcast. I just love that you all keep listening, and it's wonderful, and I'm so very grateful. So today on the show, I'm going to be talking about a topic that I get asked about all the time, (laughs) and that is, this is going to seem so random, People keep asking me if I would share what it was like or how I made the decision to go from homeschooling to public schooling. So that is what I'm going to talk about on today's show. But first, a few other things. If you are struggling in a tangled up or manipulative relationship and you're not sure what to do about it, you don't know how to forgive when the wound is still open, you are dealing with manipulation or gaslighting, or you just need somebody to go, somebody gets me and what I am going through, please check out my new book, The Complicated Heart, Loving Even When It Hurts. You can get it anywhere, but I have links in the show notes to make it super duper easy, or you can just visit thecomplicatedheart.com. So please check that out if you or someone you know is struggling with a difficult relationship. Also, uh, last week you got to hear a preview of my new morning show, the Get Free Morning Show. I don't know what I called it last week, but I've definitely decided that it's called the Get Free Morning Show, and I do it every single morning, Monday through Friday at 9.15-ish, and I absolutely love it. This week we've been talking about boundaries, and it's just been really enjoyable, and I'm loving your feedback and interaction, and it's just been really awesome. Speaking of the name the Get Free Morning Show, I am considering changing the name of this podcast to the Get Free Podcast. I would love if you would chime in and tell me your thoughts. You can chime in at uh, podcast at sarahmay.com. And the reason I'm thinking about it is because I love the complicated heart because we talk about messy heart issues, but the goal is to get free. The goal of everything I'm doing, my whole ministry, is to encourage women to get free in the places where they're still in bondage. And so I'd love to hear your thoughts. And speaking of hearing your thoughts, uh, please, please, please go to sarahmay.com forward slash survey. I have a real quick survey. It'll take you less than five minutes to take so I can know more about you, uh, the listeners of this show. It would be really, really helpful if you would be willing to check that out. The link is in the show notes, S-A-R-E-H-M-A-E.com forward slash survey. Now, I feel like I need to address the elephant in the room or rather the dog sounds in the room. You guys, I do this podcast operation out of my home, and I have two dogs. And so from time to time, you are going to hear them in the background. Usually when I podcast, they are sleeping, but sadly today is not the case. That is not the case. So you're going to hear them. I'm sorry. Just let it make you smile instead of get frustrated at me (laughs) Uh, because this is real life and this is just sort of, you know, the way it is. 
Okay, something else that's fun. Today is my very first live QVC situation experience. I don't know what to call it. So basically, you guys, I now work for Dayspring to go to QVC and sell Dayspring products. And today is the first day that I'm doing it. It's going to be live this afternoon, sometime between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern time, or 4 and 6, I think. Anyway, you can go to qvc.com if you want to watch live. You can giggle. You can pray I don't throw up on air. I'm a little nervous, um, but I'm excited about it. So I just thought I would tell you in case you wanted to check that out today. All right, now for our review winner of the week. Uh, Let's see. This week's review winner is, and this is quite a long name, Kids Hate It, Parent Approved. I don't know what I think about that name, Kids Hate It, Parent Approved, but okay, here is the review. I recently was driving home from an eight-hour journey to visit my mother, who is a recovering addict. We have been in a broken relationship for many years. It is painfully hard to be in relationship with her. I cried a good portion of the drive home and cried out to God to help me figure out how to love my mother. As I was driving, I listened to a podcast I had in my queue, Dear Daughters, where I listened to you be interviewed. It was as though I was listening to myself talk. I pulled over and ordered your book immediately. Thank you, Amazon. I have read it through in just a few days. It has spoken to my heart in so many ways. Thank you so much for helping me see that I am not alone and that I am on a path to healing. Well, kids hate it, parent approved. Thank you so much. Even though this was not so much a review of my podcast, I really love that people are hearing about me from other podcasts. I think that's pretty cool and that they're leaving reviews on my podcast about that experience. (laughs) That's super fun. So anyway, uh, kids hate it, parent approved. You need to send me your snail mail address to podcast at sarahmay.com and I'm going to send you a little good. If any of you listening right now would like to leave a review, well, you should. And if you do, I would like to thank you by name and honor you with a little something. So every week, I'm going to pick a new review to read on the show and then send you a little gift of thanks. If you'd be willing to leave a review, just head to iTunes. It'll take two minutes. And under ratings and review, you'll see where you can tap to rate. And then under that, in little purple words, it says, write a review. Just click that. If you find the show helpful, please give it a five-star rating. Thank you so much for listening and for passing this show along. I really, really appreciate it. All right. So let's get to the topic at hand, which is how did I decide to go from homeschooling my kids to putting them in public school? So many of you want to know this. (laughs) I have written about it before on my blog, but I am happy to share my thoughts with you. So here's the deal. I have home, I had homeschooled my kids since they were, you know, babies, essentially. We had not done any school at all. And then when my oldest was about to go into sixth grade, I just had this super weird, like, experience where I was driving to the school to get papers to put my kids in school. Like I had not logically thought of this. I just sort of like drove to the school. Now we had already started homeschooling that year. So my oldest was in sixth, then I had a fifth grader and then I had a third grader. And 
yeah, I just found myself driving to the school and getting papers and then I was filling them out. My husband is like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't really know because I mean, I was like a homeschool lifer, you guys. So to put this in perspective of the randomness and weirdness and unlikeliness of my husband and I putting our kids in public school, when I was filling out those papers or I was just pondering the idea of public school, my husband reminded me that I told him that if I ever died to never put the kids in public school no pressure on him or anything. I don't know why I was so adamant, but I mean, I really, really was. And um, all I know is that when I started thinking about it, and then I just, like I said, I drove to the district office for enrollment papers, and then I was just casually filling them out just in case. And I don't know how to explain any of that, except that I think the Spirit moved. There's a scripture in John 3, 8, and it says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it is going. So it is with everyone born of the Spirit. I have no rational explanation why all of a sudden I went from lifer, homeschool mom, like that was my vision. I mean, I was, I always said my hands were open to the Lord and I would take it year by year. But in my mind, I was like, I'm totally going to high I'm totally going to homeschool all through high school. And then it was as though like something just started stirring and changing that almost happened without my permission. That sounds really weird. Permission maybe isn't the right word. It was just so strange. And I'm not being silly about it. Like I really think that there is just no way to explain why all of a sudden I felt this urge to put our kids into public school, except that I think it was the Spirit of God. And so we we decided to do it because we follow God and we do our best to obey him. And so um, for my husband and I, it was like, well, our philosophy in our life is that we follow the spirit, even when we don't know where he is going or why it is happening. It's just all a faith walk. And so we couldn't really explain it. We did have lots of conversations about it. We did seek counsel about it. And we just, it was just one of those very, very bizarre things. Now, a little bit later, I'm going to explain to you why I think that the Lord did that, um, and I very, I very much do think it was the Lord. But I want to talk about a few things um, in regards to the decision, because I think that's really what you're interested in hearing about. And so, the first thing that you should know is that it was agonizing. It felt absolutely agonizing at first to even consider putting our kids in public school. I rest like once I started to seriously consider it, I wrestled with feelings of failure and selfishness. And I just kept thinking like, am I sacrificing my kids? Like, why am I even considering this? And I would just cry to my friends, my homeschooling friends who were the absolute best, by the way. Like, why am I even thinking about this? Why am I even considering this? Like, I don't understand. And it just, even the fact that I was considering it felt absolutely agonizing. So if you're somebody who's considering it and you're feeling like real torn up about it, just know that me too, I did too. Second, it felt surreal, 
just absolutely surreal. We had never considered public school, and at least not since they were babies, and my husband and I first discussed schooling options. So my husband and I just kept looking at each other and saying, like, once we'd made the decision, like, this is so weird. Like, who are we? What is happening? This is so weird. And then the third thing I felt was fear. I was so scared of putting my kids in public school that my anxiety was keeping me up at night. And I just begged God that if this decision was from Him, that I would have peace, that there, that a peace would come over me um, and my husband, you know, a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so now I'm going to kind of take a little bit of a deeper dive into the things that I just mentioned to you, like feeling, you know, the feeling of just an agonizing decision, the fact that it felt really surreal to even consider it, and the fact that I was so fearful and just begging God for peace. So the first thing I had to wrestle with was this idea that I was just a really selfish failure. Like the fact that I'm even considering putting my kids in public school, I'm just a selfish failure. That's how I felt because I so wanted to homeschool my kids. And the thing about that is that shame, there's so much shame there and shame runs deep. And when you believe that you are selfish and a failure, especially as a mom, it's gutting. I kept telling a friend of mine, is this selfish? I just feel so selfish if I put my kids in school because if they're in school, then I'll use that time to write and I like writing and working. And so that's just selfish of me. Well, first of all, I have to say, I didn't, I wasn't putting them in school so that I could stay home and write. Although there's nothing wrong with that. You know, if the Lord is leading you to do it because he wants you to do something else during the day, then there's something wrong with that. But for me, I kept associating the fact that I enjoyed working and therefore putting my kids in school so I could work during the day with selfishness, even though that isn't even why I did it. I purely was considering doing it because I felt like the Lord was calling us to do it. But I still had to deal with that really interesting thought process that if I like working and I work during the day because my kids are in school, then that makes me really selfish. And she said to me, is that selfish though? And that question got me thinking and thinking and praying. And finally, I realized, no, it's not selfish to put my kids in school. And it's not selfish to like working because we are following God. And if this is where God is leading, then it's okay to then enjoy being able to work while my kids are in school. I know some of you are listening and you're like, Sarah, this is so dumb. Like, why would you even think that? But I had a lot of lies and a lot of things going on. And some of you listening are thinking, it is really selfish. I mean, we're all in different process, all in different places. And I'm just telling you honestly what mine was. But my husband said something um, really helpful because I was sharing these thoughts with him too. And he thought the whole selfish thing was really messed up. And he said, if you put the kids in school... Don't be a martyr about it. Enjoy what God has next. That 
was so freeing. He was really pinpointing something that was going on in me. He was like, first of all, that thought process, that's really messed up. But second of all, honey, if we're going to do this, don't sit around and be a martyr about it. Like, enjoy what God has next. Enjoy that He's moving us into a new season and He has something different for us. So don't be just sitting around being a martyr over like, oh, I put my kids in school and the selfish failure. No, enjoy what God has next for you. Enjoy it. Okay, but still being in process, I'm talking to my homeschooling friends. And again, my homeschooling friends were the most kind, gentle, amazing, supportive friends. I am so, so grateful. I remember when we put our kids in school, everyone kept saying like, well, what do your homeschool friends think? And I was like, oh, they were the best, like the most supportive of anybody. (laughs) So anyway, I spoke with another friend over my questions and my feelings. And she reminded me, and this is what y'all need to hear. It's what I needed to hear. If you're trying to make this decision, God is good and God is faithful and God is gracious. And ultimately, it's the Lord that goes before you and it's Him who's going to fight for your children. This is not law. Like this decision is not law. And we don't find our righteousness in how we school. Our righteousness is in Christ and in Christ alone. Nothing at all changes in who you are and how you are viewed by what you choose to do with your children and school. This is not a sin issue uh, or a righteousness issue. And this is not a law issue. You are under grace, so be free. That was so huge because I think I had put part of my identity and part of my idea of righteousness and pleasing pleasing God into the fact that I was homeschooling my kids. And when she reminded me that like our righteousness is not found in how we school, like our righteousness is only in Christ and in Christ alone and nothing changes in who we are and how we are viewed by what we choose to do with our children in school. Because the key is, are we obeying God? Are we following Him? And that was just such a big deal. Like, this is not a sin issue. This is an issue between our family and the Lord. And what is God calling us specifically to do? And what is He calling you specifically to do if you're somebody who is, you know, struggling about, you know, with that decision? If you're if you're finding that your feel fearfulness and your anxiety or whatever um, is coming from the fact that you think somehow your righteousness is involved with you homeschooling your kids, like that is just not the truth. It's not the truth. Our righteousness comes from Christ alone, not in how we choose to school our kids. Another thing that was really, really helpful for, helpful for me was a friend of mine Again, I, we can't make these decisions in isolation, right? We make them with our spouse and in our family, and we seek counsel. And my husband was so fantastic. And then, like I said, I had these wonderful friends who came alongside. And one of the things that she said was so encouraging to me. She was reading Psalm one thirty nine, and she was just praying that for me. And then she she read it to me, and she just changed it up a little bit. And so I just want to read a little portion of Psalm one thirty nine. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path 
in my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways, even before a word is on my tongue. Behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, and I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I free from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, still you are there. And then she said, if I send my kids to public school, you are there. And she was just reminding me, well, and let me just continue. It says, even there, your hand will lead me and your right hand will hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. If I send my kids to school and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is as bright as the day for darkness is as light with you. And it's just this idea that the Lord is with me. He knows all my thoughts. He knows all my motivations. He knows everything. And He knows it for my kids too. And there's nowhere we can go from His presence. And so even if my kids are in public school, my the presence of the Lord is with them and He is upholding them and He will uphold me in these decisions. And so that was so encouraging to me. And again, please, if you're listening to this and your kids are in public school and you're just like, what is up with these whack homeschooling people? Just know that like it's agonizing for us because we've made decisions about our family and our schooling choices. And when you choose to homeschool, I mean, you give so much of yourself to do that and it feels like a gutting um, to then not have your kids with you and to not be the one doing their education. So give us a little grace. Um, but my homeschooling friends who are trying to make this decision, just remember that the Lord is with them wherever they are, whether that's with you homeschooling, whether that's in private school, whether that's in public school. It all goes back to the key of where is the Lord leading you in your family. And another thing to remember is that Anything can be put on the table for discussion. Anything can be put on the table for discussion. You don't need to beat yourself up or feel like I did, which was, like I said, a selfish failure for even just thinking about putting my kids in school. Anything can go on the table and be up for discussion without having all of the lies and all of the fears of failure come into it. Just put it on the table and say, Lord, what do you say? Um, And then we just lay our hands open, knowing and trusting and believing that He is faithful and that He will guide us. So those, that's, you know, those are some really um, helpful things there. And then also, um, I just have to tell you that when we finally did make that decision and we decided that we weren't, you know, I wasn't going to be a martyr over it. I was going to do it free and clear, trusting the Lord and then just enjoy what he had next for me and for our family. But I got to tell you, you guys, it was so weird. It was super weird to not have the kids with me. And I actually cried for two weeks and like, just didn't do anything. I just would sit on my floor and cry. And then I was beating myself up for not like working and not being productive and for crying. And my friends were like, "Uh, Sarah, this is a big life transition for you. You've only ever known homeschooling your kids. Like, could you maybe just be gentle with yourself and, and let yourself grieve? Because when we choose to make a big decision like this, and for me, it was on our family, it was a very big decision because we'd only ever homeschooled. Um, there's a grief involved because there was a letting go of something 
um, I was facing the reality that my kids were no longer going to be with me during the day. And because I was so used to that, there was a grief there. And I wasn't giving myself any grace or gentleness to let myself grieve. I just assumed that like they'd go off to school and immediately I'd be fine and I'd get to work and it'd be a perfect smooth transition. Well, let me tell you, if you are somebody who is, has been homeschooling and you are going to, or you're considering putting your kids in school, you need to hear me when I say, allow yourself the space and the grace to grieve. It may take a week. It may take a day. It may take a month. Don't beat yourself up. Like, be gentle with yourself. If you just want to, like, watch TV and eat crab dip and chocolate, saying from experience here, and, like, just cry all day, then just do it. Let yourself have that grief if you need to have the grief. And here's a really big thing that the Lord showed me. Not only did I need the space to grieve, but I realized that once my kids went to school, there was no longer sort of this covering or this band-aid over what had been going on in my soul for a really long time that I hadn't really faced. And that was the fact that I was really struggling with depression and anxiety, like hardcore, like unable to function during the days. And my kids, because I had to homeschool or because I was homeschooling, sort of covered that. And when they were gone, I was just exposed and vulnerable because I just had to be with myself. And the Lord used that to bring up some things that He wanted to heal. And a big thing was that depression and anxiety. And so I finally took myself to the doctor and explained what was going on and ended up getting on some medication, which was like going from dark to light. And that's a whole other topic and a whole other discussion. If you want to hear more about my journey with anxiety and depression, you can listen to episode 25, where I tell you all about it and my journey towards taking medication. So back to homeschooling, to public school, I realize now that a big reason One of the reasons, one of the big reasons that the Lord, I believe, led us to put our children in school is so that I could no longer hide from what was going on inside of me. Like I said, it was really an exposure, and it allowed me to get help. And I'm just so, so very grateful for that because God in His kindness decided to peel back the layers of my heart and get me on a path to healing and freedom. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, Another reason that I believe that the Lord led us to put our kids into public school is because, turns out, I was going to be writing a book, The Complicated Heart, and God had some ministry work for me to do. And I'm really grateful for the good work that I get to do. I'm so grateful that my good work is being a wife and a mother and a homemaker and also somebody who gets to serve women by writing and podcasting and speaking, all with the goal of serving the Lord and encouraging women to be set free and get onto a path of healing. So after I made, and my my husband and I made, the agonizing decision to put our kids into school, after we obeyed, then I got the peace. The peace came after the obedience. And not only 
Do I have peace about the decision? But I have joy. I feel grateful and joyful and confident in what the Lord is doing with our family. I love how Beth Moore, she has a quote, and I can't remember where I found this. I'm so sorry. But she says, not only is it to the Father's glory that we get to bear fruit, but we actually get to find joy in it. And I have such joy in what I get to do now during the day, the work that I'm doing. I'm very, very, very grateful for that. Now, a couple of things I will say. Our kids have now been in public school for, this is the third year that they're in school. And I will tell you, it's hard. It's really hard. There is a lot of spiritual warfare. It's much more difficult to spend time with my kids, getting the scripture into them. I mean, we used to read the Bible like every day together, and we've just, we've not been doing that. My father-in-law gave me some excellent advice recently, and he just said, Sarah, have an anchor, you know, even one day a week that you're really, you know, pouring into your kids with reading the scriptures, memorizing scriptures, even just one day a week. He said, you know, 52 times of doing that is better than zero. I was putting a lot of pressure on myself, like, why am I not doing this every day? I'm really struggling. And it's still a goal I have, but it's just not been perfect. So it has been harder, and I have been pushed to be more dependent on God and much more intentional. I have to be a lot more intentional. And so we don't have, you know, these perfect structured Bible teaching times anymore like we used to, but we are still really following the Deuteronomy 6 command, which is talk about the Lord when you sit and when you stand and when you are on the way, you know, on the road and you're walking and when you're at home and when you sit and when you lie down and all of those things. We are always trying to talk about the Lord and what He does and who he is and uh, but it is it is difficult and the friendships that my my kids are making that can be hard sometimes but I'll tell you what you know God has a, a plan for my children and God has a plan for the friends that they're making and we are getting to love on so many new kids and um, and share the light of the Lord with them and I am just so so grateful so it's hard. And I just trust the Lord for fruit. But I'll tell you what, it'll bring you to your knees. And you have really got to depend on the Lord and trust your children to the Lord. Um, But all in all, um, I'm grateful. I have peace. Our hands are open. We almost brought one of our children back to homeschooler. And then we just prayed and begged God for an answer. And it became very clear. And we ended up keeping her in school because it was a very, very clear answer from him. And then uh, and then she found joy in that. And we were so very, very grateful. So anyway, that is the story of how we ended up going from homeschooling to public school. And if you have any questions about that or any more questions, please feel free to email me at podcast at sarahmay.com or you can message me on Instagram. You can find me at Sarah May. Uh, Also, all these links will be in the show notes for you guys. So there it is, y'all. There it is. I guess my best advice if you're somebody who is struggling with making that decision is to just be before the Lord, know that it's normal to struggle and and for it to feel agonizing. Please be gentle with yourself. Remember that any decision can go on the table and is up for discussion. There's no shame in that. There's no shame in what choice you make for your children for their schooling. Uh, 
The key is to follow the Lord and do your very best to attune your ear and your heart to the Holy Spirit, to remember that God is with you and with your children, no matter what schooling choices you choose, and to remember that your identity and your righteousness is not in your schooling choices. It is in Christ and Christ alone. This is not a sin issue. So be kind to yourself, be gentle. And if the Lord does lead you to do it, then I'm going to tell you what my husband told me. Don't be a martyr about it. Enjoy what God has next for you. All right, friends, thank you so much for listening to the Complicated Heart podcast. I'm grateful for each and every one of you that you give your time to listen. Uh, And I will talk to you guys next week. Please remember to leave a review if you like the show. And if you are struggling with a difficult relationship, please pick up the book, The Complicated Heart, Loving Even When It Hurts. All right, you guys, talk to you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Complicated Heart Podcast. If you like this podcast, if you've found it helpful, please take a minute to subscribe and leave a review. Reviews are how people know if they should listen or not, so your review matters. Thank you so much. If you want to know more, check out sarahmay.com forward slash the Complicated Heart Podcast.